time to cinch up, pull your hat down, and ride with the Native Cowgirl Podcast. Here's your host, Cheyenne Wilson. Hey there, welcome to episode five. And gosh, I just walked in the door from checking our cows and calves. And I happened to find a cow on the wrong side of the fence. And luckily, she happened to be near a gate. So I got off, opened the gate, went around her, got her through very easily, which that doesn't always happen. (laughs) But luckily it did. And as I was closing the gate, I had a revelation and I thought, you know what, I need to talk about this subject. So uh, funny that I would be out on the ranch doing some work and an epiphany comes to me, but I guess that's just the way it goes. My question to you is, how do you conserve How do you repurpose or reuse things? The reason I ask you that is a lot of times on a ranch, um, and I'm speaking from a cattle rancher's perspective, we reuse and repurpose a lot of things. And as I was on my drive back here, thinking about all of the things, I thought I would mention a few of them, and I know I'm going to forget a bunch, but I thought, you know what? maybe a lot of people don't know this. And as I was thinking back about my childhood and growing up, I remember how resourceful my grandparents were, and even my parents. Uh, From watching them growing up, I kept thinking, wow, they just um, always have what they need nearby, even though we live at the time 30 miles from the nearest little town or 75 miles from the nearest town of decent size. And there is none of this you forget something and you run to the store really quick when you live in the middle of nowhere. So being resourceful is something that's really, really important. And whether that comes from the perspective of having groceries on hand um, or having tools or parts or whatever it might need, uh, vet supplies, that's a big one. Uh, So as I was thinking back, I remember running into my grandma's house when I was a young child and we'd sneak downstairs and she had several different deep freezes, but you would find a plethora of goodies in her deep freezes. She was an amazing cook and baker and she always had amazing treats on hand and she would put them in the old metal coffee cans and you might be old enough to know what I'm talking about, but For the most part, if you go to the grocery store nowadays, your coffee can, like I think of Folgers right now, it's a plastic thing with like a groove in the back of it so that it's easier to grab. There's no more uh, metal coffee cans. And if you do find some, that is awesome. One of the things we had to do was get um, a friend of ours that worked at the school uh, saved us some big vegetable cans for us to use because metal coffee cans are hard to come by. So just thinking about some of the things that we reuse. And the reason that this came to mind is as I was shutting this rickety old gate, um, and it's it's fine. It keeps cattle in and out. She crawled in in a different spot. It wasn't the gate. Um, but I was looking at the wire and all of that. And I think, wow, you know, how nice it must be to have brand new wire, brand new posts, brand new everything. But brand new comes with a price tag. So when you are looking at your bottom line and you're really trying to make ends meet, that's always something that you need to be aware of. And I, (laughs) I'm just going to say it, you know, I have no problem making money, but I've always, since I was a little child, had a hard time, you know, keeping a hold of money. 
because I, I see the neatest, shiniest thing and I'm thinking, oh, that would be so great. Well, when I grew up and become an adult, and I'm talking from 30 on because I honestly don't think I was really an adult until I reached 30. Uh, that's another story for another day. <laughs> but uh, being able to really look at things, quote unquote things, and say, wow, do I really need that? You know, is it really going to matter if I'm wearing the latest fashion item out here in the middle of nowhere? And the answer to that is absolutely not. And now that I'm 47 years old and I am able to process things and understand that, you know, for me, less is more makes more sense. And I love jeans that are comfortable and they fit well. I don't care so much how they look. I don't want to bend over. I don't want to have, you know, other people seeing things they shouldn't, you know, those kinds of things are important to me. I want to feel good whether wearing them, whether I'm, you know, in the house or whether I'm horseback, you know, those are the things. So that's what I look at. And I definitely have done a lot of changing over the years. Thank goodness. But I wish I could go back and redo a few, oh my goodness, snafus that I made thinking, oh yeah, I've got to have this. And oh, that's a whole nother story, like I said. But talking about repurposing, um, you know, the coffee cans is a good example for my grandmother. But I even remember her washing her bread sacks. And I would come in, you know, at the end of the night and she'd always do her dishes and let them dry or dry them and put them away. And there'd be these bread sacks turned inside out, standing up in the dish drainer. And I was like, what in the... And so I didn't really understand. But then I was like, oh, it just kind of became commonplace. Well, now, and I don't know if you guys feel this like I do, but I feel like we live in a throwaway society. And I'm sorry if I step on toes by saying this, but it really bugs the heck out of me. And I have vowed to try to be a part of the solution and not be a part of the problem. Now, I'm not saying that I have not thrown things away. Um, I even see this like in relationships with people and just, I mean, I could go down a very weird road here and I'm not going to do that. But think about our throwaway society and the way that our children are growing up today and how they think that you just go to the store and get something and that's it. Like they don't understand how money works. They don't understand a credit card. Oh, you just give them a card and then you buy it and you leave. There's no consequence for what you're buying. And that is something that I definitely, my husband and I are working on with our son. He's 12 years old and already saving up his money for his first pickup, which obviously won't happen for several years, but we're trying to help him understand that you have to make money in order to have money that nobody's just going to hand you anything. And I think that is really looking back at the generations before us, how our society was founded. Obviously, this country was born on the backbreaking work of the pioneers that came um, and other people too. But it was like, you know, they didn't just have the opportunity to run to Walmart and get whatever they wanted. So they had to, number one, make do with less. They had to be resourceful and they had to repurpose. So going into a ranch and what we do out here to repurpose. And I love sharing this with people because it really shows how much ranchers care about the environment. And we don't really put our hat in the ring for that. We don't stand up on the mountaintop and shout it out how awesome we are about all this stuff. But, you know, I think it's high time that somebody did. So I'm going to do it. So number one, I mentioned rope. Lariats in particular, you know, we buy a lot of, well, the only ropes I use and have since I was 12 years old when I started roping are king ropes out of Sheridan, Wyoming. And 
Um, they don't even know I'm t- mentioning them, but there's just nothing like them. In my opinion, I am a Southpaw lefty and trying to find other ropes that work for me, they just never have. So whether it's a ranch rope, um, whether it's a breakaway rope, whether it's poly grass, it doesn't really matter. I am a huge supporter of King saddlery and King ropes. And they're a family owned business and have been for many, many years. But what happens when you buy a rope and it's used up? Does it just go to the burn barrel? No, it doesn't. For us, it turns into many things. And I had a period of time in my life where I was making um, baskets and things like that for the house out of rope. And that fad passed for me. My little hobby went by the wayside. But we actually use a lot of ropes for shutting gates. And one of the most irritating things for me as a woman is if someone builds a gate that I, number one, can't open, but number two, can't close. Um, It's a lot easier to open a gate, in my opinion, than it is to shut a gate. And especially when you're short, I'm 5'3", so I'm not six foot two like my husband. When you're a short woman and you don't have as long an arm span, sometimes that's really hard to shut a gate. Well, if you put a lariat rope on a gate and if you have any idea at all, and if you play around with it, you would understand how and who knows, maybe I'll end up doing a video on how to shut a gate, a gate with a lariat. And well, I'll tell you this first. So we just tie a lariat, you know, part of one. We usually cut them in half, I think, or maybe even in thirds. And we just leave a lariat on a a gate. And that is how we shut the gate. And a lot of them don't even have a wire topper on it to keep it shut. We just use a lariat. That way, nobody can say, well, I couldn't shut the gate. Because literally, if you can't shut a gate with a lariat, there's something wrong with you. So (laughs) that's all I'm going to say. But I will also tell you guys that when I... um was out, well, several times I've been out riding and I literally, I got a pair through and I could not shut the gate. So I took my rope and I literally put it around both parts. And this had to, I was a little crafty doing this, but I was on my horse and it's always good to have a horse that'll allow you to do this. And I I always say, I don't want to get hurt on purpose. So I like my horses pretty broke. I'm not riding the rough string at this point in my life, but take that lariat and dally and pull back with it. Obviously, if you have another person with you, it helps a little bit, but you can get it done. And I've done it by myself and uh, got a gate shut that way. But I'll tell you what, I literally have steam coming out of my ears if I can't shut a gate. So (laughs) just ask my husband, he'll tell you. So I'm going to run through some of these other things. Wire. Um, I can't tell you how many times we have taken fence line down and rolled it up I'm not telling you that it's a fun job because that is one of the most awful jobs there is, in my opinion, Um, but then using it again if it's not too far gone. And one of the really fun things is going out and finding antique wire when you're doing this. And I have quite a collection of wires dating back into the 1800s. We also reuse posts. Uh, We have reused clips and staples that are on fence line. Um, we've also, um, one of the things too, speaking of gates is we use a lot of horseshoes around here. I like to weld and it's not something I do really often, but when the mood strikes me, if I want to go out and build a fun yard ornament or like a coat hanger or something like that, all of our, uh, bridal hangers in our, uh, tack room are made out of, um, like a rebar and then horseshoes. So we reuse and repurpose just about everything in that regard. Um, tires. So the great big uke tires, and I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but those big dirt moving machines in construction or like in mining, 
you can buy those and those make the most amazing water tanks. And we use those religiously. And I'll tell you, there's just something about them. They don't freeze up as much as another tank. You know, so when you live in the tundra like we do, that's important. But we also take uh, vehicle tires and we cut them in half and we are three, you know, we, we just kind of cut the side out, if you will. If it's laying down, you kind of cut the top quarter out. And then you, uh, well, we screw wood onto the base of it and we make our own mineral feeders that way. Um, heck, when I was little, my dad made us a tire swing in this great big tree um, that my brother and I had nearby us. And we just had a ball on that. Um, one of the things too, when I was seven years old, we leased a place in Glendive, Montana, and that's right along the railway there. And they took old railroad cars and they had turned one of those into a tack room and they had another one like kind of like a shelter. I mean, it was just, it was crazy cool. Uh, we also um, have like old cast iron pressure tanks that we have cut the lids off of and we use those for burn barrels here on the ranch inner tube that's another thing that we use a lot you we cut it in strips and we use it for rubber on our horn and if you're not familiar with what that is that is for roping so that when you dally your horn it gives your your rope something to grip onto um and there's people in different areas of the united states that use different things i know some people use mule hide but i grew up using rubber and that's you know mule hide you have to dally more and there's more slippage and not saying that our way is right or their way is wrong nothing like that it's just what you're accustomed to where you grew up but i love the fact that we repurpose i think that's pretty cool also like our back rubbers what is a back rubber? Well, it's not maybe what you think in the human sense. <laughs> we have these great big metal frame things, I guess I'll call them. And they are heavy as I'll get out. In fact, we put them out with a tractor. That's how heavy they are. But between the two T-bars of it uh, swings a big sock looking thing. And we put, well, we call it dope, but obviously that's a term that most people would be like, what do you put on there? It's lingo that us ranchers talk about. So fly dope is a big thing, but basically it is a concoction that cattle can walk under these things or rub on and it helps to keep the flies down. So that's a whole nother subject too on what flies do to livestock. There's a lot of disease and gosh, you can your cattle can lose weight because of flies and it's just a, a nightmare. So we reuse those and that's a really cool thing. So old gunny sacks can be used for that and, and other things too. Oh, this was one of my favorite ones. So old boots. I've seen people who put their old boots on like fence posts and stuff. That's cute and all. But honestly, what we use ours for is generally we will cut the boot top off the boots. I mean, and this is when these boots are shot. Because let's face it, normally we hand these boots down for generations until they literally can go no more. But I have noticed, you know, with our son growing and, and whatnot, boots just don't last like they used to. I miss the old slick bottom Justin days because those boots, even if you wanted to wear them out, it took a long time to, you know, get rid of them because they were shot. Um, and then there's the whole resoling thing, right? <laughs> so, but anyway, we cut the tops off and sew the bottoms shut. And then you can use that for many different uses. Um, medicine bags is one of them that we use on our saddles. It's nice to put a, you know, vi a, a vial, a bottle of medicine in there, and then you can have a way to shut it and then lope off. And you're not worried about that vaccine bottle falling out and breaking. Cause let's face it, some of those bottles of vaccine are $500. So it is absolutely critical that you don't do that. And some of that stuff is pretty dangerous too. So you want to be safe with it. Also on just about 
in every vehicle we have, we have a boot or something like screwed to the dash. No kidding. With staples or clips, because I guarantee you, you'll be driving along and you'll look over and you'll need to put a staple in. Uh, antelope are terrible on fence down here. I know elk and deer are also terrible in different areas. I mean, there's just different things. So it's always good to be prepared. So old pickups are a huge thing for us out here. We were talking about it the other day. And, you know, with the price of vehicles, I mean, literally a brand new pickup is anywhere from $75,000 to $90,000. And I get it if that's the only pickup you can afford. But I really don't understand uh, brand new pickups with feeder boxes on the back or flatbeds with hay feeders and stuff on the back. I hydra bed, whatever you want to call it. I'm like scratching my head because I'm like, they must be doing something right because boy, we, we sure can't afford to do it that way. And if you can, hats off to you. But I always thought that it was a better use of older vehicles to use those as ranch pickups. Granted, they need to run well and they need to be reliable. But I'll be honest, we have bought every single ranch pickup we have for no more than $4,000 a piece. And I am pretty excited about that because, you know, we use it until it's done. And then when it's done, we take whatever parts we can off of it. And then obviously we will, you know, take it to the metal scrapyard, whatever, whoever will take it off our hands from that point. But we're not just, you know, spending money that we don't have. Number one, we can't afford to spend seventy-five dollars to $90,000 on a ranch pickup. Uh, we have one good pickup and we call it the good pickup and we all know what we're talking about. <laughs> so that's just how we do things. And again, if you can afford to do that, that's awesome. But like I always say, people think uh, ranchers are rich. And I'll tell you what, we are rich in lifestyle and in freedom and in nature. But when it comes down to the bank end of it, I don't think any rancher I know would say, yeah, you know what? I am loaded. I am richer than rich. And hey, let's face it, there are people out there who literally are like loaded, who ranch on the side for the tax write-off. And that's a whole nother subject, but that's not us. <laughs> so that's all the point I'm trying to drive home. And you guys probably know if you're into ranching, you're probably nodding your head. You're like, yeah, no kidding. And you know, we get one paycheck a year and people think, wow, look at all that money. But you know what? It's already been spent because we live on borrowed money every year. And when I always calculate how much we pay in interest every year, it just makes me wince. But then I have to look at what kind of a life we are living and it's worth every penny in my opinion. So the fact that I may not have, you know, a thousand dollar bill at the end of the year or a couple to rub together really doesn't matter to me. Okay, looking back at my list here, you know, also I was talking about uh, equipment and, you know, we don't buy a new tractor every year. Heck, we have had well, we've had zero new tractors. Let's just be honest. Uh, we bought a very used tractor the very first time and we paid it off and that was exciting. But then we bought a pretty good tractor used and we just paid it off last fall. And I was like doing this little dance around and I was like, yay. And we were all celebrating and it's like, how funny is that? I think this tractor's 10 years old and we're all excited because we don't have a payment on it anymore. And when I'm talking payment, it's a five figure payment. So it's a lot. And so when you can write something like that and be done, you're you're celebrating, right? And no matter what the situation is, it's always good to have that positive little break and pat yourself on the back for a second. That's That's a good thing. But the whole point I'm saying is that now that that one's paid off, we're not gonna go buy a new tractor. I mean, knock on wood, this thing hopefully lasts us another 10 years because the reality is, is the less you have to spend each year, the further ahead you can get. And what I mean by that is 
You can build better corral. You can fix up your barn that's been there for 50 years. You can improve upon your fences. Um, and another thing, as I'm speaking of fences, I was talking about horseshoes. Uh, we have a lot of self-made um, horseshoe gate shutters. And I can't, <laughs> I need to invent a product. Here you go. Buy your brand new horseshoe gate shutter. I mean, come on. I, don't, I can't make this stuff up. So my husband takes a horseshoe and he takes a piece of, oh, I don't know, it's sucker rod, I guess you could call it. And it's probably three feet long or two feet, whatever. And, and he welds it on there with a little part of a chain link on the end. And the cool thing is, is that anybody can open and shut that gate. So we put those on our main roads because we can't afford to have a gate left open. In fact, our horses are in one of the pastures and we don't believe in cattle guards where our horses are. So we always have to open and shut a gate. And it's just one of those things. If you can make things easier for people, it's going to be easier for you. So that was something else that popped into my head. But you know, my question, I would love to hear from you guys too. You know, how do you reuse and repurpose on your place or in your life? You may not be in ranching or in agriculture or farming or, or whatever it is, but I know deep down that every single one of us does it somehow, whether you're recycling, whether you're like, maybe you have multiple children and you have set aside the jeans so that when they get older, they can wear their older siblings jeans. Maybe it's shoes, maybe it's toys. Um, I know when our son got old enough and I knew we weren't having another child, I boxed everything up and I gave it to a friend of ours. And the reason I did that was number one, to help her out. But number two, to get rid of some of this clutter and to, you know, I knew that, you know, yes, hopefully my son has children in the future, you know, hopefully if that's what he chooses for himself, but literally is he or his wife or whomever he's with, are they going to look at me? And is she going to say, gee, thanks so much for keeping this stuff 25 years later. You know, I mean, I think it's fun if there were a christening outfit or something special. And I do have Stone's moccasins from when he was tiny and things like that. You know, there are special memories and his first little pair of boots that he had. You know, I think as mothers, we all do that. But how do you, you know, repurpose and reuse and regenerate? Uh, regenerative ranching is a big thing for us and pasture rotation. Like we conserve water like crazy but there's so much more to that. And I guess my question to everyone out there is, what are we doing as individuals to help our planet be better, help our society be better, help ourselves be better? And my answer to that is, I think awareness. I think awareness is what we have to have in order to improve anything. So I don't know if you agree with me or not. And again, I would love to hear back from you. You know, if you do agree or maybe you disagree, I am only speaking from my own perspective. And if there's anything I ever say that offends or, you know, whatever, that is never my intention. Um, sometimes out here in the middle of nowhere, my thoughts run rampant and I just say whatever's on my mind. And sometimes I don't have a filter. You know, it's, it's nothing against anybody else. It's just kind of the way it is. After being out in the pasture, just me, myself, and I with my two ranch dogs and checking cows and stuff, it's, I have a lot of gratitude for the life I live and I don't have a lot of usefulness for a lot of the things that seem to be going on in the world. Like there's just so much noise out there and there's all these fashion trends and all this stuff and I'm just like, oh, pass by, please. It's just not for me. But you might be in your early 20s and be like, hey, I'm totally into that. And hey, hats off to you. I probably was at your age too. And you might be older and say, yeah, wow, that's that really passed me by. I could care less. And it's like, yeah, I get it. You know, that's everybody's in a different phase of their life. 
A lot of people come from different walks of life. They live in different situations in different parts of the country and things are different. And you might disagree with me. You you might want a fancy ranch truck because at least, you know, you're not going to be walking. You know, Uh, everybody's different. But I just speak from my perspective. I share my truth. And that's really what all of it is all about. Right. But I do believe as a society, we could take a whole different approach to the way that we're going about things. My whole motto over the last couple of years has been less is more. So before I buy anything, I think about it. You know, do I really need this? Is there anything I can substitute for this that I already have? You know, where do I see myself with this in five years? And I can guarantee you if it's a fashion item, it's a no, because we all know fashions come and go. However, it's a if it's a re, you know resourceful item that can be used by maybe not even just me, but my family, or I can pass it along to somebody else, or if it helps me improve my education, or if it helps me you know be better at my hobbies or things that I'm very passionate about, that's different. And I do think education is something that we can never you know be too short on with ourselves. And I don't mean going to college necessarily. I mean signing up for workshops or getting involved with your community or even joining an online community if you can't be near others in terms of learning. So for instance, I think of women in ranching community uh, when I think about that, or I think about the photography workshops that I'm going to take this year, um, or my team meeting in Dallas, Texas that I'm going to go to um, in a couple of weeks. There's just different things. And how can you Throw yourself into your passions to help yourself be focused, be grateful, be in the mood to set more goals and to achieve more things. And how can you help the world be a better place and have less clutter, but yet just be better for everybody? And I guess that's what's on my mind today. So love to hear from you. I I hope you found some value in what I'm talking about. And hey, if you didn't know that ranchers... Uh, repurpose like we do. I hope you learned something new. And if you are someone like myself in agriculture, hey, hats off to you. I really appreciate what you're doing too. And we can always learn from each other. I always love to see, um, well, here's another one too. Gardening season is coming up and reusing milk jugs, gallon milk jugs. My mom has done that for years. She reuses the the lick tubs that we use. We use Vitalix or we have um, OLS, I think. One of, there's so many out there, you guys. But she reuses those and uses those as um, planters for tomatoes and things like that. So there is always a way that we can repurpose, reuse, be less wasteful, you know, have less around us and be just be happier with less. Because really, it's the simple things in life that add up to be the important things anyway. So I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Take care and I will talk to you in a week. Thank you for listening to the Native Cowgirl Podcast. Please take some time to rate and review this podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode.